is Ops Fitness Podcast, the number one source for everything fitness related for first responders. I am your host, Scott Bisbee, and today we are interviewing Jim Hatcher. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ops Fitness Podcast with our special guest today, Jim Hatcher. Jim, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great, Scott. Thanks for having me on. No problem, Jim. So uh, tell us a little a little bit, a bit about yourself. Uh, how long have you been in uh, law enforcement for? <laughs> well, um, my, my primary role in law enforcement was with the DuPage County Sheriff's Office, which is a county just west of the city of Chicago. Okay. And um, I actually retired from there three weeks ago today. And I was there 23 years. Wow. How's uh, retirement life so far? (laughs) Well, uh, because I moved from the western suburbs of Chicago to northern Michigan in the summer, and I work for a department up here, it's like uh, my retirement lasted about three days. So I I left one job and started another one right away. (laughs) That. That's usually how it happens, though. Uh, I know a lot of uh, retirees, like my uh, father-in-law included, uh, uh, they're like, as soon as they retire, they're like way busier than before. (laughs) Well, and there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, The only difference is you don't make as much money, but but, uh, you got to stay busy. And as you know, I'm 75 years old, and I'm... uh, I attribute my relative good health to the fact that since I retired from my business career, uh, I have spent a lot of time with young people doing things that are interesting and exciting. And uh, I'm always learning something new and uh, staying active is a very important part of being retired. A lot of people will retire and sit down and the next thing you know, they start falling apart. And I don't want that to happen to me. No, for sure. You're uh, doing an excellent job. Uh, For uh, uh, some of you that are listening in, Jim is actually the oldest SFG uh, kettlebell uh, certified uh, instructor. So uh, I just want to say this to you. Congratulations again, because that is a huge, huge honor. Uh, The final test you have to do 100 snatches. Uh, what was your uh, uh, weight? What belt did you have to use? Uh, I had to use a uh, 20 kilogram. Okay. But because of my age, I had to do 50 snatches in three minutes rather than 105. Wow, that's but- still incredible. Um, I just want to uh, go back to the law enforcement days here. Uh, are there any particular uh, bad days or bad calls that may have stood out for you? And uh, can you care to explain what were they and what tools did you use to help you overcome them? Um, that's a really good question because when you think about 23 years of experience, um, there are a lot of things that um, come to mind. I think probably, um, is your constituency constituency for these podcasts mostly law enforcement? 
Uh, it's law enforcement, fire, uh, paramedics, and uh, military. Okay. Well, everybody in that cohort of people have all seen and experienced terrible things. For sure. I mean, it's the nature of the job. Yep. Uh, and some people get used to it and others do not. Um, some people manage it well, others do not. Um, uh, so um, how has fitness changed uh, for you since you uh, started to now? <clears throat> Well, <laughs> like I said, I'm 75 years old. I've been pushing iron since I was in junior high school. Yeah. Uh, and back then, uh, I, was on, I wrestled in junior high school, high school, and college. And in junior high school, uh, our coach's idea of lifting weights was to do hammer curls. Okay. So, <laughs> so I started out doing hammer curls. And I did more hammer curls than anyone would ever imagine. Um, but over the years, um, I have mostly trained myself. Um, after I graduated from college, uh, I started working in a college environment, which was great because it meant they had weight rooms and equipment and all kinds of things. And um, so I just kind of had my own routines, things that I wanted to do. Uh, read Powerlifting USA, uh, read Muscle and Fitness magazines, and followed Arnold. And, and uh, ultimately um, got interested in powerlifting and uh, read just about everything that the dear, wonderful, late Fred Hatfield had ever written. And uh, so my coaches uh, were my books. Um, never really had a trainer. Uh, after I moved away from the powerlifting, um, when I decided that I wanted to do this SFG thing, and I was... 71 years old at the time it was the first time I'd ever had a trainer. Uh, and it was an eye opening experience for me and something that I wished, uh, I had been exposed to many, many years earlier because I think I would have been more efficient. I would have been more effective. Um, and consequently with a trainer for that, uh, I, I think that's, I had, I had a great trainer, and a great training partner. And between the two of them, that's how I did the SFG. If I had not had uh, that kind of motivation and support, um, I could not have done it on my own because it wasn't job-oriented for me. It was a personal goal. And to, to have the motivation to press through those three days, uh, I had to be really well-prepared. And I would not have prepared myself as well. So um, I guess that's a long answer to your question. But in my day, when you started out, you just picked up a magazine and looked at a picture of somebody and said, I want to look like that, so I'll do what they're doing. And you didn't have the progressions and regressions and didn't have uh, the nutrition and didn't have 
all of those things that make so much difference now. Um, so I'm kind of a giant come lately to uh, the more current way of doing things. And, and I'm really pleased, though, that I've had a chance to see it. And as I think you know, I've tried to become a, kind of an advocate for uh, trainers to get older people into their gyms and have them have a meaningful and worthwhile relationship. And um, part of that is because I think a lot of people my age and not so much younger have had the same experience as I have. And they've gone to the gym, they've worked out, and they've taken a shower and they've gone to work or gone home or whatever uh, and never had the benefit of, of uh, good help. And uh, so that's kind of been a mission that I've been on of late. And, uh, but to, how how's it changed for me? Uh, it's a lot better. I wish it had happened sooner. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you're the epitome of good health. <laughs> Let me tell you, because I don't think there's a lot of uh, people your age that could uh, do the SFG. Um, I, I did it back in uh, 2015, and those uh, two nights, I was very stiff. I had a hot bath in my hotel room every night. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I remember them vividly, and uh, uh, but you know the one of the things though that I will say um, one of the things about training on your own is that you just I think you develop some instinctive uh, qualities where. You know what you can do and what you can't do. Uh, and, and it's not quitting when you don't do something. It's being smart enough to not get hurt. And if I had been relatively successful in my age, and if um, I'm still doing okay, which I am for the most part, um, it's because I know myself pretty well. Yeah. And I've learned that over time and I've never had the experience that I think a lot of people have had with a bad trainer who just pushed them too hard and yeah. they get injured and they lose interest and they don't go back again. Well, I've never really quit. I've stayed at it. And um, I think because I know what I can do and what I can't do and I kiddingly say that recovery time is my best friend. And that's true. I, I can't, I, I was working on a, a Facebook thing last couple of days. And the question was, uh, if you could only train 30 minutes a day, four days a week, what would you do? And, and my response started out, I can't train four days a week. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I, mean, I, I no matter how little I would do, I can't do four days a week yeah. uh, because I accumulate fatigue and eventually get to the point where my body just sort of shuts down and then it takes me two weeks to get over that. So I've, I've become smart enough to know when to quit and um, there's some things I just don't do anymore. I've taken up bending, which is more like a hobby for me, I'm, I'm enjoying working on bending because it gives me to focus something to focus on that's different than uh, what I've done in the past. Um, I've always liked presses, so I'm kind of working pretty hard on 
military presses and kettlebell presses and shoulder development. And I'm not going to get real strong any, at my age, but um, I'm not quite yet willing to give up trying. <laughs> yeah. It's in my blood, you know, it doesn't want, doesn't want to go, go away. That's good. That's good. Um, before the podcast started, uh, you were kind of talking about with your other job that uh, you were going to do 12, uh, 12 hour days. How important is uh, working 12 hour days at your age now uh, compared to a uh, 20 or 30 something year old? Because your physical fitness and your nutrition. Uh, in order to uh, withstand those hours must be a hell of a lot, lot more important. Am I correct? Yeah. Uh, if I were not in pretty good physical condition, I could not do this. Yeah. Um, it's just, like I also mentioned, this is a small county and there's just not a lot of people to do this job. And consequently, these these four 12-hour days in a row are going to be very hard on me. If I were not in the condition that I'm in, I couldn't do them at all. Yeah. But I got to tell you, uh, every year it gets more difficult for me. Um, and, and by Wednesday, uh, I'll really be shot. I mean, I'll, I'll be really, really, really beat up and tired. And I don't like being that way. But um, you got to do what you got to do. No, so. for sure. And uh, like you said, uh, at your age, you got to keep busy, right? That's right. Awesome. Um, and I like I like being busy. And and. I think I've said this before. Um, I like being around younger people. Yeah. Younger people are good for me. Uh, the things that I'm doing with police officers now and uh, others in the fitness, I mean, I'm not doing it with 75 year old people. I'm doing it with 45 year old people, 50 year old people and younger. Yeah. And um, I enjoy that. And uh I think probably there's a certain <clears throat> father figure thing that happens. I mean, I, I've developed some pretty close relationships with young people uh, because they want to talk to me about things. So, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. No problem. Um, what do you think is the best exercise tool out there, like the biggest uh, bang for your buck? since uh, you've been uh, doing everything? Well, I don't know. Um, different things at different times, I guess. Yeah. I, I, um, I've started using Indian clubs. And nice. I like them. Uh, they're good for my shoulders. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm into presses. I like doing presses. I'm pressing with kettlebells and God forgive me for saying this, but in the gym that I have available to me now, I'm 
doing presses using a Smith machine, but um, it's because it's all I have available to me. <laughs> Actually, this gym has 12 Nautilus machines. And I mean, who even remembers Nautilus machines? But, <laughs> but that's what I got to work with. So I got kettlebells, Smith machine, Nautilus machines, and Indian clubs. Um, and my bending stuff that I do. Yeah. And um, what's best? I don't know. I think it's what what's best for you at a given point in time. And um, I just, again, I, I'm repeating myself, I know, but I train instinctively and I do what I feel like doing. Um, and that's fine with me. Um, I probably would never have been a CrossFit guy because I don't think it fits my mentality. Yeah. Um, Olympic lifting, um, <clears throat> I like watching it. Um, I don't think I would ever have had the competitive desire to be a good um, Olympic lifter. <clears throat> when I was doing powerlifting, I loved that. Uh, I mean, I thought that was the greatest thing going. And um, basically, I trained three exercises <laughs> and, you know, didn't know any better. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I think a, a better answer to your question is that all of this has evolved over time to where for everybody, it's much more professional. It's much more sophisticated. It's much more educated. It's much more dependent upon having good coaching and good trainers. Uh, it's much more dependent on nutrition. It's probably less in this business of selling supplements, uh, but it's, it's, it, it takes a good coach. It takes a good trainer to help someone maximize their potential. I don't think you can do it on your own anymore because it's just, um, it, the knowledge base is growing so rapidly that if someone is not spending full time trying to master that knowledge base, like a trainer or a coach, yeah. then the client um, isn't going to benefit um, unless that coach or trainer is trying to stay ahead of the curve. And um, I watch videos and I see people in the gym and I think, my God, some of the stuff I've seen is just horrible. Oh, exactly. And I want to, I want to try <coughs> help somebody and yeah. point out some things. And uh, yet at the same time, I don't feel qualified. Like I'm not qualified like you are to do the kinds of things that you do. Uh, but people like me need people like you uh, to to do well, and um, that wasn't really available to me in my in my years of training. So yeah. it's uh, it's still a fairly new uh, profession, uh, fitness professionals. I uh, read a funny post the other day. Uh, has anyone retired from? Uh, uh, personal training yet <laughs> yeah because it, it's still so new um 
I remember when uh, I first became a trainer through the NSCA when I was about 17 years old. I'm 32 now. Uh, they were ahead of uh, everyone else. It was talking about push movements followed by pull movements and all that. And I uh, really tried to uh, show that with my clientele, but I had a huge, huge pushback because it was still uh, the bodybuilding phase. And, uh, but now it's crazy how much things have turned around. And uh, I probably owe it to uh, people like uh, Dan John and uh, Strength Matters and uh, Strong First. But it's insane how things have been uh, moving rapidly, like you said. I agree with you. And, and <clears throat> you named three groups of uh, the same kind of people that I have the the greatest of respect for the strong first community is a wonderful community that um, has a philosophy and a set of principles that drive that operation. Um, Dan John can take the most complicated aspects of training and make them sound so simple. You wonder why you never thought of that. And the strength matters program has been a, uh, I think a good program that has brought a lot of people together so that um, the sharing between and among members uh, has provided for a lot of growth for a lot of people as well. Yeah. Why do you think fitness is important for the first responder? Um. <laughs> Ask the first responder that you know that's uh, overweight, out of shape, and out of breath uh, when they have to um, push themselves to the fullest limit to do their job to, that they're supposed to do, and they can't do it because they're in too bad a shape. And uh, one of the things that drives me nuts in both departments that I'm familiar with and one of which is very large and one of which is very small, is that um, the last physical training that was required of any of them was the last day they were in, an, in the academy. Yeah. And I think that's, that's terrible. I mean, we have um, the department that I just retired from has 512 employees and a um, uh, wow. 800, 800 plus bed uh, corrections area. There's a weight room that's set aside for people in corrections and people in the uh, law enforcement bureau. And it's mostly empty most of the time. Wow. And I, you know, I can't understand that. Yeah. You know? Um, there are a number of people, um, the special operations units, uh, those guys are as fit as they come. They work really hard at it, but the day-to-day -day routine cop, uh, their job is in a car, car is an office. They sit all day long. They eat when they can. 
And when they can't eat, they eat poorly. And, you know, five, 10 years into the job, you're not a fit cop anymore. Um, And I, I wish there were some way, maybe through things like your podcast to motivate first responders to uh, get back in shape again. I mean, if you follow um, police officer deaths, yeah. I mean, there's so much in the media these days about police officers who are being shot oh, yeah. and that kind of thing. And that's all horrible stuff. But if you look at the memorials that are posted on Facebook for officers who've died, quote, in the line of duty, a lot of them are heart attacks. I mean, yeah. people, people who have just died at work. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I mean, it's a great deal of stress with the job. There's no question about that. But at the same time, being fit and having an avenue or an outlet uh, to exercise some of the burdens away, if you will, it's just so obvious, and yet people don't do it. Yeah. I I totally agree with you. Uh, One of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast was because – Everybody is uh, after the two percent uh, in the military or police or whatever. Like, like you said, the special operators, but there's nobody trying to attract the ninety-eight percent, the the uh, police officers that are just in the uh, cruisers or um, the deputy uh, fire chiefs that are behind the desk all day. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the last part of our podcast, this is called No Bull. So uh, rapid fire questions, just uh, one or two uh, word response. Are you ready? I think so. Awesome. Best purchase under $100. Book on leadership. Nice. What was the book called? Just curious. I love leadership books. Um, well, I'm reading two um, at the moment. Extreme Ownership may be the best book I ever read. That's on my list. I'll definitely uh, download that after this. It'll make you a better person. Nice. Next question. Next question is Beatles or Elvis? For me, uh, it's got to be Elvis. Nice. Favorite song by him? Or do you have one? Uh, You know, I have a Sirius radio on my car. I love Sirius. And I listen to the Elvis channel, and I never cease to be amazed that there are Elvis songs that I hear on that channel that I had never heard before. Wow. I, I wow. Mean, I mean, the things they dig out of the vault, Yeah, I never heard them before. It's truly the king of rock and roll. There you go. Uh, do you have a favorite saying or a favorite quote? Um, no, but I'll tell you a funny one. Okay. Um, 
at my retirement luncheon, which was in detectives because that's where I'd worked for 10 years. Um, I said to the gathered detectives uh, that individually they were the most worthless group of individuals I had ever met in my life. <laughs> but collectively, they were the best team that ever came together to solve a crime, to work on anything. And what I meant was um, teams of good people can do really great things. Yeah. They can do far more than an individual can. Now, obviously, all of them are great guys. They weren't worthless. But when they came together, when there was a homicide and all of a sudden at 2 o'clock in the morning, that whole group of guys were out there working together, it was the smoothest running machine you ever saw. Yeah. And, and um, that's not a great quote, but it, it, it was – a quote that kind of a quote that had some value, and that is that individually, um, you can only do so much, but as a team, you can do a lot more. Nice. Now, uh, is there any uh, final thoughts that you would like to say to the listeners listening in? Well, you know, one of the last things we talked about was something that you and I obviously share a passion for, and that is. Um, First responders have a tough job. Yes. Uh, everything they do is demanding. Everything that they do is stressful. Everything that they do takes a toil, takes a toll on themselves and their family life. Uh, being healthy, being fit, eating well, sleeping well, and feeling well will make you live a lot longer life and will make you a much better person at your job. Um, so if you're sitting on your can, um, eating a greasy cheeseburger, you know, maybe you ought to think about the impact that that's going to have on your life for a long time. Um, so eat better, sleep better, feel better, have more energy, you have a barrel. Awesome. Great words of advice. You back? Yes, I'm back. Oh. I don't know what happened now. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, thanks a lot, Jim. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. That was a really great interview with Jim Hatchell. Wouldn't you guys all agree? Well, if you guys really like this podcast, rate us on iTunes. Because if you rate us on iTunes, the more people can hear this. All right. Thanks, everyone. And see you in a few weeks.